Thank you for a sword in our bellies. <laughs> Jeez, that sounds painful. Sounds like heaven to me. Sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Without the sword, you are certainly destroyed in Babylon the Great and have no chance of victory in any area of your heart or mind or body. In your family, in your business, or in your ministry. You need the sword of the Spirit more than anything else in this world. The Word of God. Talking with the Father every day. Just walking with Him in perfect anointing and perfect glory, perfect bliss, perfect peace. A lot of chaos all around me, but that's being dealt with quickly by the fountains and by the gates and by the windows of our bellies and minds releasing rivers of power. Rivers of power, healing all the mess around us. When you walk with God, it's not some carnal thing to say, oh, I walk with God perfectly. It's like, oh, you're a normal Christian. No foxes and flies. No foxes ruining your heart. No flies ruining your mind. You're not getting ripped off by demons. Congratulations, you're a normal Christian. Welcome to heaven on earth. On earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6. He told them to live that way before they even received the Holy Spirit. Come on. Matthew 6. They hadn't received the Holy Spirit yet. Acts 2. They received the Spirit. Maybe a year or two later. Maybe three years later after he told them to live on earth as it is in heaven. Oh my goodness. I think we've been making contracts with the foxes in our heart. Settling for just a little tiny taste of paradise in our heart. And letting the foxes ruin and spoil the vineyard. Or the garden of our hearts. So we don't know what's available for heaven on earth. It's true. I'm guilty of it. <laughs> if the sons of God are guilty of it. You know, I'm tempted every day by dead people trying to get me to come into covenant with them, believing some lies coming out of their mouth. Why do you need more? Why do you want more territory? Aren't you content with what you have? And I'm like, dude. And it's just, when these people have unrenewed minds, everything out of their mouth will be a temptation of darkness to get you to settle for complacent satisfaction. I haven't come into any of my inheritance. I haven't come into any of my harvest. And the demons are constantly breathing through unrenewed minds trying to get me to slow down and don't go after my inheritance, which is the nations. And God told me that in 2006. I've given you the nations. You ride out like a lion of Judah, open the seven seals, the nations are your inheritance. I mean, directed by the voice of God and the voice of many waters daily daily since 2006. Not always obeying perfectly, but learning through what I suffered to be made perfect. Because everything else gets a Klingon. When you disobey, you get a demon. And I don't like demons. I don't like Klingons. I don't like foxes in my heart and flies in my mind. So I learned to obey my Father's Word so I don't have foxes in my heart and flies in my mind. Every time you're disobedient to the Father's Word, you get a fox or you get a fly. Because you're saying no to God and yes to Satan. Isn't that mean of God? No. That's your disobedience because you are a growing tree and you're going to grow in God's direction or Satan's direction. Having begun in the spirit, you're going to finish in the brain. Is that God's fault that you finished in your brain? Got competitive, got into envy and strife, went after an inheritance in Babylon, got into money instead of the glory, and made contracts with the damned and dead? 
and settled for complacent satisfaction, which is an inheritance of the flesh instead of an inheritance of rivers of power? Come on. <laughs> it ain't, ain't God's fault. God loves you perfectly. He's a perfect father. He's raising you up and seating you in kingly places. Satan doesn't want you to know who you are. You are kings and priests of the Melchizedek order. Everyone born again is born a king and born a priest. Whoa, don't I have to become some super mature mystic to become a king and priest? No. Wise men from the east came to Jesus when he was a baby and worshipped him, bowed down and gave him gifts. Because he was born a king and a priest and he's the firstborn from amongst the dead. So when you're born again, the day you're born again, you're born again a king and a priest. Yeah, you have to learn how to minister the bread and wine. And it's fun stuff. It's never wearisome. It's never difficult. It's not difficult. It's easy and light. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. But the religion is hard and impossible and I'm never good enough and because you were serving demons. God didn't ask you to serve altars of demons. God asked you to serve the altar of the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That altar is gold. That altar is light. That altar is easy. Every other altar is an altar to demons, Corinthians says. You Corinthians are eating from the tables and altars of demons. They're presenting you bread and wine of demons, religious demons. And you're coming into covenant with demons, Corinthians. Paul says it in the Bible. And you got hundreds of millions of demons that want you to come into covenant with them. And almost every Christian does. How do you know? Well, you won't be walking in the power outflowing of His resurrection. Philippians 3, verse 10. For my determined purpose is that I may know Him that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may, in that same way, come to know the power outflowing from His resurrection, which it exerts over believers, that I may so share His sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into His likeness, even to His death, in the hope that, if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Philippians 3, 10 and 11, Amplified Classic. That was 2,000 years ago, folks. Paul was almost at that level. And how many generations ago? Now, in this generation, thousands of years later, learning from all the mistakes we've made as Christians in the body of Christ for 2,000 years, everyone will attain that perfection. Everyone. And it's not hard. It's just a drink and not a think. You are so programmed by Satan and his angels in the curse of the fall to figure it all out here before you say yes. Make sure it's reasonable. Make sure it's log logical. And your Greek education for your brain cuts you off from your heavenly Jerusalem bachelor's and master's and doctorate degree of glory and rivers of power and being the resurrection and the life while in the body. 
Are you a temple of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's called the Spirit of Jesus in the Bible. The Spirit sent from Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 2. Cloven tongues of fire. Laughing, drunk, happy, blessed, healing everyone that's sick, raising the dead, driving out demons, cleansing scabies, I mean lepers. <laughs> You're poor? Oh, well let me let me give you a rich treasury of glory. Let me give you the riches of glory. And they're like, I don't believe in that. I just want some money. And sometimes, but not very often, he'll give them money. Because what you really need is to be raised from the dead because you're dependent on demons. And until you break off those enslaving yokes off your heart and off your mind, you'll be serving foxes and flies. And that's how God the Father sees it. It's a huge devil. I can't overcome alcohol. I can't overcome pornography. I can't overcome fears. Fears I'm not going to be provided for or taken care of. I need a daddy. I need someone to take care of me. I need a provider. I need a man. <laughs> or I need a job. You need the Lord Jesus and you need him in your spirit. And you got them. You got all of them. Problem is, you haven't realized it yet. Colossians 1.27 is the realization of the glory. Paul says, I hope you realize the glory. The hope of glory? Not what it says in Greek. The hope of realizing the glory is what it says in Greek. The hope that you wake up from the dead, that God's not out there in outer space, you're in the New Covenant. God's in you. <laughs> you're a treasure house and you're a wine cellar of the same wisdom and favor of Jesus Christ firstborn from amongst the dead. Luke 2. And the boy grew in wisdom and favor and waxed strong. That wisdom is called the wine cellar. That favor is called the treasure house. It's all the power or the glory of God in you already. You've received the richest measure of the divine presence, and you've already become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. And you have already reached full spiritual stature. Because you're in Him, and you're not alone. Why don't you feel it? you got a seared conscience from dead works. The blood was shed for the purging of the conscience from dead works so the veil of your own mind can be torn so you're not hiding behind the fig leaves of your flesh from God living in the inside of your own spirit. Christians live outside in the flesh connected to their bodies and they don't know that God and the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is inside their own spiritual stomach, their treasure house, their wine cellar, the rich treasury of glory. Ephesians chapter 3, Amplified, it is written. So what do you do? You disconnect from the externalism called the bewitchment of the Galatians 3.1 curse. So you're not serving fallen angels and the prince of the power of the air pretending to be Jesus Christ. So you're not Pharisees. <laughs> so you're not the sons and daughters of hell serving the fallen angels, pretending to be Jesus and all your buildings made by human hands. And I say that gently and in love because that's exactly the situation in every church in the world right now. Otherwise, you'd be walking in so much power, you'd be flooding your whole region. Out of your belly flowing rivers of power that flood regions. Jesus Christ flooded Israel. 
There was so much power flowing out of his spiritual stomach, he flooded the whole world. <laughs> Don't you know that? He drowned the world in glory. It's true. That's how he got all the Romans to submit to him. The centurions coming to him, begging him to heal his daughter. I'm like, what are you doing? This is the... Isn't he Joseph the carpenter's son from Nazareth, the ghetto? And you have royalty and leaders in the Roman Empire and the biggest people in society coming to this guy out in the wilderness that's just walking around, feasting and drinking. Luke 7, the Son of Man comes feasting and drinking and you say he has a demon and he's a friend of tax collector and you're coming to him and you're the hierarchy and the superstars of the Roman Empire and Israel? What kind of magic spell did Jesus put on their heads that all these people would come to him? The glory of God. It's not magic. It's glory. Magic is when you're in the witchcraft. Satan's magic spell. Book of Revelation. It is written. It's called witchcraft. <laughs> and that's what you're coming out of. That's your grave clothes. When you're in the flesh, you're buried in witchcraft. You walk in witchcraft. Every word is witchcraft. You cast spells every time you're not in the glory of God. Every word that's not spoken by faith is sin, Scripture says. Woo! So we need the forgiveness of the sinning of our mouth, the leprosy of the mouth, the sinning of the tongue. The tongue is the rudder of the ship that steers the whole body. And so we change our hearts with the sweet waters of the divine child within us to speak life so we go from glory to glory instead of speaking death so we don't kill everyone we speak to. I was breaking off witchcraft prayer from me, my wife, my family, my ministry, and all of our partners, and the name of Red Letter Ministries, and our names, and, and the shame that's been just poured upon us from the nations. And I mean, and I could feel the stuff just breaking off today. There's just so many magic spells cast by people with good intentions. Christians praying out of their brain instead of rivers of power from their belly because they're bewitched Christians, and they don't even realize they're being used of demons to cast fear spells, to cast sickness and disease spells, to cast spells of the devourer, to, to devour all of Red Letter Ministries' finances, spending $1,200 a week on Young Living for five months, something like that. And, and just all these crazy, weird, bizarre accidents and terrible things, and it's all this natural dimension, and it's like, how can all these weird, demonic things... Oh, that's because of magic spells being cast by Christians with good intentions. When you pray your will and not the Lord of glory's will, when you speak death and not life, you actually curse people. You practice witchcraft. You're a spell-casting sorcerer or sorceress of Babylon the Great, and you're actually in covenant with demons and fallen angels, and we forgive all those praying those witchcraft prayers. All those spell-casters that are Christians, that even speak in tongues and love the gifts of the Spirit, but they still are bewitched in their brain, praying their own will of what they think is good and not the river of glory. Because they're not in the glory yet. They're still outside the city gates and they have the gifts, so they think they're good, but they're not even with the Father and they still got a seared conscience and they're living according to the flesh after the Spirit instead of <laughs> totally in the rich treasure of glory because there's degrees of glory, degrees of deliverance, and degrees of bewitchment, degrees of darkness, and degrees of light. The tree of life 
and the tree of knowledge are two trees and they both grow and there are different statures, different heights, different measurements, different widths. That's why you, t- you read the New Testament, it talks about the heights and the depths and the widths of the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. It's talking about the dimensions of the tree of life. <laughs> that you can fill a whole region with your fountains of your belly and your gates of your mind since you are the temples of the Holy Spirit. You're Solomon's temple on legs, walking around, releasing the Ezekiel 47 rivers, drowning cities and drowning nations, and dealing with all the underworld, dealing with all the heavens, dealing with the principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness in the heavens and the earth and under the earth, and the waters and on the sun and on the moon. You are. Your body deals with all that stuff every day, whether you like it or not, because you're the body of Christ, and the body of Christ is here commissioned by God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ to remove death and hell into the lake of fire. It says that in Revelation. And death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. The Lord Jesus Christ remains in heaven until the restoration of all things. Acts 3.21 I mean, have you restored the underworld, the spirit life of your region? I mean, most of you haven't even started. And it's a wonderful place to start because it's called the New Covenant and it gets all the bewitchment, all the dead stuff, the dead works, the stuff that sears your conscience, the stuff that builds your ego and not your spirit, all that religious filth of Satan and his angels just comes off you in Jesus' name. And you begin, to doing, you begin doing the works of the kingdom and not laboring in vain. You begin to grow in fruitfulness and fill the garden with the fruit of the tree of life through your own spirit through your own garden, through your own living waters, and through your own windows and gates, which are your eyes and your mind. And you go from glory to glory through the fountains of your heart and through the windows and the gates of your eyes and mind every day. As long as you stay in love and you stay in life and you don't come into agreement with the foxes and flies, you'll continue to grow. you continue to take territory in the heavens and the earth and under the earth. And you begin, continue to break off all the witchcraft off of people's heads and hearts and minds and spirits. You'll heal all the sick. You'll raise all the dead. You'll make the earth like heaven with the Holy Spirit. Because the disciples were told to do that even without the Holy Spirit. What? By the external anointing, Jesus Christ breathed on them, received the Holy Spirit. Oh, that'll hold you over for 40 days until I send it on high. He's like... It is written, Book of John. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. That'll hold you over until I I take my blood to the actual, literal throne of God and fulfill the new covenant so that you can all have me without measure flowing through you like rivers of power. And that's what we have. We have Jesus in our bellies flowing through us in rivers of power. This is the power and this is the hour that we display the new covenant of what's been available to every Christian since Christ. Amen? That your body is a temple of the wine cellar and the treasure house of the wisdom and favor without measure. Now heal the nations. Learn how to speak life. Get a word transplant. Get into the word Spend one hour, two hours, three I don't have time. Make time. You'll make time to whatever your God is. Whatever you spend your time on is your actual God. So get rid of all those distractions. You'll find a way to get desperate enough to drink and grow spiritually. And just hit everyone around you. 
Don't be ashamed of being a Christian. Put the audio Bible on in your minivans and hit your kids so they don't aren't drug addicts by the age of 13. Amen. I wish my parents would have done that. I forgive them. But I had almost no exposure to Christianity until I was 18. I'd never heard of tongues, never seen a miracle. Went to Catholic school. <laughs> We're not going to make those mistakes with this future generation. That's why I broadcast. You shall know the power of God. You shall know that there is more to this earth than Babylon and the flesh. God is real. Jesus is real. The Holy Ghost is a treasure house in your belly. You can live fully fulfilled and satisfied by Christ in you. And you don't need to have sex with boys when you're 12 and 13 losing your virginity in middle school, girls. You don't need to drink. You don't need to do drugs. It's stupid. It's satanic. It's darkness. Don't waste your time on religion. Don't waste your time on rebellion. Waste your time on the glory. Waste your time on Jesus in you. Waste your time on releasing rivers of power. Get to know Christ living on the inside. Completely and totally transform your own heart so that you're so confident that you can speak life to anyone and totally rearrange their lives with the spoken word. Lazarus, come forth. Mummified, floating, levitating, coming out of the tomb. Amen? Speak life. The Word works. The Spirit only anoints the Word of God. If you have any other word in your heart, get it out. Because the only word that remains forever is God's Word. You need a word transplant in your heart. <laughs> I mean, it's called the bread of heaven, the Word of God. Healing is the children's bread. So if you need healing, you need bread, the Bible says, and the Word is the bread, the fresh bread. Ask the Holy Spirit. I do every day. What should I read? What will be the most profitable thing for us, Lord Jesus, in covenant, together, to read in the Bible? And He always tells me, Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians, Revelation. Hey, read some Proverbs today. And it's fun with Jesus, and you grow, and you bear more fruit, and then you heal more nations. People come and they eat the fruit off your tree. You know, you'd be at the mall, you'd be in the hot tub at the gym, you'd be at the treadmill, you know, you'd be with your family around the Christmas table. People start to change just by talking with you because you're radiating the Shekinah glory because you finally know who you are and you've come out of religion. Because you got rivers of power flowing out of your belly because you finally believed and realized Messiah's in you and he's not out there. Amen. Greater is he who's in you than that fake Jesus. Out there. <laughs> Who are you raising your hands to? Put your hand on your belly. There he is. Woo! Now release the power. Release the glory. Heal the nations. Speak life. Everyone that eats from your tree can be clothed in glory. The sons of God are so fortified in our Father that everyone that receives our words gets fortified in the exact same measure of perfect glory in the perfect word in perfect grace, in a perfect covenant. Be perfect as your Father in heaven's perfect. And here's all the resources through your spiritual stomachs to easily do it if you actually want to and you don't actually love the world more than God. And so we reveal all the hypocrisy. So don't be mad at us that we cause everyone to be exposed for what's actually in their heart. We're just trying to make you real so that you're not serving demons and you're serving the one true God 
internally. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you let me in, we'll have fellowship. Revelation 3.20. Okay, did you let him in? Are you fellowshipping with him on the inside since he knocked on the doors of your heart? Does he walk in the garden of your heart? Do you know him on the inside? That's the place you have to come to now because it's called the new covenant. We have to take the grave clothes of the old covenant off our hearts, off our minds, and even out of our spirit, not of our bowels. Some people are so dead, like Lazarus, that they allowed that externalism of the old covenant to completely soak and saturate their soul, their heart, and their spiritual stomach, so that they're four days dead, buried, and mummified in charismatic religion, so to speak, like a Pharisee. Pharisees were charismatic. So all of that's going to come out of you and off of you. From your bellies will flow powers of resurrection and life, and you'll finally understand what the new covenant is. And every word in the New Testament will work. And there will no, there will be no more hope deferred making the heart sick. There'll be no more carry on the stick ministry. It doesn't work for me. It just works for the super mystics. It just works for those itinerant ministries that have it all together, you know. They're so blessed, but I have to cop around conference to conference finding the right minister and the right ministry that can help me. And they just steal all your resources, billion dollar industry, sell you all their crap books and their crap resources that just bewitch you and, and enslave you to externalism. It's true. I'm not lying. That's exactly what it is in the spirit. They've turned my father's house into a marketplace. They're the whore of Babylon. And I forgive them. But it's wrong. It's satanic activity and it's going to be washed into the lake of fire. Through all the charismatic church, through all hearts and all minds of all Christians and all Christian leaders, Christian ministers, all organizations and every churches worldwide decrees the Sanhedrin of God. Amen. <laughs> and let's see what we have here. Let's see what happens when the tables are flipped, when the hearts are revealed. Flip. Is it going to be nice or is it going to be ugly? Oh, it's going to be ugly. But it's going to be nice with the ones that are real, that have been persecuted by the ugly ones internally. And finally, you're going to have justice in the kingdom of heaven that removes all the fake surface level hypocrisy of externalism from Christianity. And the people that have been in the bars and the people that have been in heroin dens and the people that have been in, you know, the smut shops and the whorehouses and the strip clubs and the businessmen that serve money that are enslaved in Babylon, they'll come pouring in without measure by the millions and eventually by the billions because we'll finally have the real kingdom of heaven of true Christianity worldwide. Now this season we declare it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we love you guys. Be blessed. Support this ministry. Your gifts magnify this message through the earth. RedLetterMen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.